When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So, I mean, it's my wife's birthday, and we want to go out and do something. She says, let's go see a movie. And she asks what I want to see. And I'm like, well, this is, this is your birthday. We should, we should see what you want to see. But for my money, Doctor Strange did just open this weekend. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's an option. And I think she watched the trailer, and she's like, yeah, that's... I'd go see that. Let's let's get tickets. And, and you repeated to her for my money, for my money. <laughs> and so and so that's why I didn't see it in three D because it was her birthday. I know she does not like seeing movies in three D. And it, and if you wanted to smash later, you had to do what she wanted. <laughs> Welcome to Apathetic Enthusiasm. I'm Travis. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Apathetic Enthusiasm. I am Brandon Cruz. This is the podcast where I say something and then Brandon says the exact same thing immediately afterwards. That's not entirely true or accurate. <laughs> no, this is the podcast where we pick like a, a topic, an article, and then we just talk about it, uh, usually looking through the lens of some sort of media or pop culture. And this week, after nearly 100 episodes, I have finally gotten Brandon... <laughs> to bend to my will and do an episode about sports. So we are, we are talking about sports this week. You know, the great thing about this this episode is we're not only we're talking about sports, we're talking about baseball, which neither of us are really interested in, right? <laughs> that, I mean, it's true. Uh, honestly, this week, uh, the Cubs won the World Series. Congratulations to Cubs fans they did? around the world. Uh, they did. Oh, sorry. Spoilers. <laughs> in uh, case you, in case you had it DVR'd for like a week and decided just now to to catch up on the the sort of the biggest game in recent memory in I, baseball. I was recording it on VHS. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just had to rewind it so I could watch it. Um, but yeah. So between the Cubs winning the World Series, basketball is back. Uh, I've and of course fantasy football is a part of my life. So I am. Uh, really focused on sports right now. And I want to talk a little bit about the emotions of sports and sort of how movies play into that. Uh, I I have not cared about baseball in a realistic way in over a decade. I think it's accurate to say. Uh, have you ever cared about baseball in your life? Yes, actually. Okay. There, was a, there was a time a long time ago when I was probably like four or five and we went to uh, Baskin Robbins, Thirty One Flavors. Hey, shout out! Not and, a sponsor. And they they had they had the, the little uh, little cups, the baseball helmet cups. Oh yeah, no, I got you. And and I wanted to, I wanted to collect all the baseball helmet ice cream cups. 
that was that was so, that was the time I cared most about baseball. So you're caring <laughs> about baseball is really just uh, caring about ice cream and the dishes in which they're served. Exactly uh, right. I can't. Okay. There's something about yeah. collecting stuff that <laughs> I got you. I feel you, man. Uh, I I grew up in San Diego, home of the Padres. Mm. Back when Tony Gwynn was was the, swinging a bat, the I, fathers. Uh, I yep, the, the fathers for our <laughs> Hispanic listeners. Uh, yeah, I I I <laughs> no, like not for our Hispanic <laughs> listeners. Like the Hispanic listeners, are like oh yeah, we don't we don't want to refer to them as a Padres. We want to refer to them as as a different language. <laughs> yeah, we'll refer to them as. <laughs> As we'll speak in English to uh, what we would normally say in our native language. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. We, uh, I, I, I followed the Padres a little bit when I was younger. Um, kind of grew out of it when they continued to be a huge disappointment mm. and never really uh, went anywhere in the postseason, even if they made it to the postseason. Uh, and and became more of a fan of football, and then you know, in recent memory, basketball. And so I just I stopped. I enjoy going to a ballpark. I enjoy watching a baseball game live, but turning it on for a few hours on TV, it just, the the game feels too slow for me. Uh, And so I really, I don't watch baseball on television. Uh, And it wasn't until this world series that I actually willingly found the channel that baseball was on. I was like, (laughs) yeah, I'll see what's going on. And uh, it was really interesting because I, I don't have a huge investment in the Cubs. My, uh, my stepmom. Uh, has always been a Cubs fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's sort of my connection to them. And I think probably everybody has some sort of connection where they know a person that was really into the Cubs or maybe like, unless you're from LA and you just love the Dodgers, which is true for you. So <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Love the Dodgers. That's me. Yeah. Shout, Bas- shout out, shout out to, uh, to Matt, to, to Sizemore. Yeah, actually, you a know, big Dodger fan. Uh, the, the thing about uh, Wrigley field, right. Is there was a time a couple years back where, where Matt was still looking for a, a job. And mm-hmm. uh, I think he won. They didn't win. He he got an opportunity to go to Wrigley Field because they were looking for a new announcer for the the, the, the stadium. And so wow. I, I think he went out there to, to interview for it. Um, so that's that's as far as – that's as close as I get to the Cubs. Yeah, yeah. And I don't even know uh, if that story is accurate, but, <laughs> but let's just pretend it is. Sizemore, leave a leave a comment letting us know how <laughs> how far off Brandon is on that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, the Cubs. There's there's a pop culture uh, association with them where it's been over a century since they won a World Series. Yeah. So there's always this like, uh, are they cursed? What what's what's the deal? And so for them to have such an amazing season and then get all the way to the World Series and have a chance, uh, I was interested. The The World Series was 3-1, Cleveland was ahead, and then the Cubs won another game. And I was like, you know what, maybe I should, maybe I should tune in. There wasn't anything else on TV, I guess, and I, I, I threw it on. And I found myself really interested in the game. Uh, and for Game 7, I... It was appointment television for me. I was like, I am turning this game on. I am making sure I watch it, uh, and it, in part because of that emotional roller coaster that you ride uh, watching uh, teams go for a championship. Yeah. And I legitimately got excited for the Cubs as they were doing well. Uh, not not to hate on the Cleveland fans, but I uh, I was I was really excited for the game, and I was excited when they won, and and in part just uh, sort of. Uh, empathically 
for all of that fan base that has wanted this for so long and finally got it. Uh, now, the article, I want to get to the article. Uh, it's The article I looked up was from, uh, what is it, the Washington Post? New York, New York Times, 2011. New York Times. Yeah, and it's it's called The Thrill of Defeat for Sports Fans. It's by uh, Adam Steinberg. Uh, but it talks a lot about how the, the, the fan base of the losing team has uh, something to be gained as well. Mm-hmm. And it talks about how sports allows us to follow an event and get really excited about something that if our team loses, it hurts and we're depressed but it really doesn't affect us in any real way. Yeah. Uh, Which is, I think something I'm all too familiar with being a San Diego sports fan, as well as a fan of the Oklahoma city thunder who have uh, we've had our fair share of of letdowns so far uh, in the, in the short life of of this team. But um, you guys lost to the gold state warriors, right? uh, Yes. Oh, Lakers beat them, right? Oh, are you talking about this season? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the oh. Lakers did beat them. Okay, and nice. and that's the most of a Lakers fan I've ever been in my life too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll talk about it, uh, that for a minute. Kevin Durant obviously left the Oklahoma City Thunder. He went to the Golden State Warriors. We don't. We don't, first, have, we don't have to talk about that. In their first meeting back, <laughs> it it hurt so bad to see Kevin Durant just beat up on OKC so much. And 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 he said something later on about how the fans just don't care about him, so he needs to stop being worried about it. Uh, I don't believe that's true. I believe that the Oklahoma city fans loved that guy and cared a lot when he left. Um, some people obviously got mad and burned jerseys and stuff, but yeah. mine's still hanging up. He, he took, I may, I may, I may take it down out of the closet after that last game. But he, he took anyway, his talents so. to Sacramento, uh, the Bay area, Oakland. Yeah, whatever. I mean, it's all, whatever. it's all, they, it's Northern. <laughs> it's, it's all Northern California. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, have you ever been so invested in a sports team that you you have experienced that ride of emotions uh, that I'm speaking of, or is this a foreign concept to you? No, it's not a foreign concept. I mean, anytime I want the uh, the Patriots to lose, um, it's it's an, an it's a very their concept, right? And mm-hmm. then and then when like here's here's my thing as a Dolphins fan. All I have to go on is they suck. They they've they suck since <laughs> for a while, right? All I have to go on is a seventy-two undefeated season, right? Yeah. And so, any, which predates your birth, ex- exactly, and and any interest you ever had in the team. And any time a team, mainly the Patriots, goes all the way to the Super Bowl undefeated, I'm just like, ah, don't you, don't you do it, <laughs> right? And and then when they don't do it inevitably because they choke, then I'm like, Woo, hallelujah and then I go like punch punch a dog. Which is oh. why my dog has oh. back problems. Yeah, uh, that's maybe I'm, we should I'm, I'm that, jo- that's a joke, right? Okay. Right. That's never been more serious in my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Your dog runs away in terror. But you know that, uh, that I, I but there you know, obviously there there are some times where I've gotten invested in just the Dolphins, hoping that they're going to do well in a season, um, and then you know inevit- inevitably they let me down. And but I know, I know, and, and this is what kills me. I know that it's inconsequential to my actual life, and sure. and mm-hmm. so so I have to like force myself back and say, look, this doesn't this doesn't matter. Like if they suck, they suck. It's fine. You'll just become a Rams fans 
fan if they start to do better. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just had to tell myself that. And, and I, I feel like for me, that's an interesting thing. I, I have a healthy amount of cynicism when it comes to sports. Uh, the Chargers have had their ups and downs. I've been a Charger fan my whole life. Uh, and there have been many times where I've thought, well, I'll just, I'll just stop being a Charger fan. I haven't lived in San Diego for a decade. I, you know, there's nothing really tying me to that team necessarily anymore. I could pick a, a team that has a, a better record or is more mm-hmm. consistently uh, doing well. But there's just something about that team and being a fan of that team for so long. And yeah, we don't have a bunch of championship rings or any to speak of, but I don't know what it is about just following that team. You kind of, you tie yourself to an organization and then that's just sort of your team for, for better or worse. Yeah. You have a lot of Chicago Cubs fans who their entire lifetime, their team has never won a championship, uh, but they are diehard for that team. And now to get that payoff eventually after you know 100 years 108 yeah. years or whatever it was um it just makes it all that much bigger and more and more interesting yeah so. there was that there was a story about a an, an old man who drove like four hours uh, a bunch of hours oh, is this the guy that the he drove Carolina. like eight hours yeah, yeah. To, to to his father's uh grave site yeah to listen right? to the games yeah. yeah yeah that's to me that's one thing that's unique about sports is that people really do associate with these teams, these organizations and huge parts of their lives are invested in that. And so some people, I mean, season ticket holders, people that like have always loved a team that becomes part of who they were. And so for that guy to go drive to his father's grave, it was just like one of those things like, yeah, this was, this was something that me and my father bonded over. That's for me. I know that's something that I'll always remember about my dad is we always kind of griped about our sports teams. And, and every, every Sunday I was texting or calling him about some blown play that the chargers had. And yeah. he would, he would just curse and get mad about them. And I was, I was a sounding board for that. And so, yeah, it's, it's just a part of our lives. And uh, I think sports films do an interesting job of taking that real life emotional uh response and then translating it cinematically um i what do you think it is about a sports film that that makes it work uh on that level is it just that they take a real life sport event or is it um that they sort of build more investment in the characters so then it it works even more uh when you get to that like big game moment or things like that i i think in sports films you know, because you are relating to the characters, you're getting you're getting deep down and personal with with these guys. Wild thing, you're 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 going <laughs> you're going through the the trials and tribulations of of a league of their own. You know, oh man, I just I just referenced <laughs> there's, two baseball. There's movies. no crying in baseball, man. I just referenced two yeah. baseball movies in a row. You know, Field of Dreams. You know, <laughs> The Sandlot. All these things we talk about. Uh, no, but I mean, you're you're exploring the characters, and because you're exploring the characters, you're you're you you, know, you you can't relate to people that you don't know, right? That's why that's why diversity and inclusiveness is really important, you know. And so I, I think that these these films focus on getting getting you to know them. That way, when the impact of the the major sporting event at the end of it uh, is is more emotionally fulfilling, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Do, do you think you that you don't, it's... You don't care about the bad news bears uh, 
you don't care about the other team and the bad news bears. You care about the bad news bears, right? Sure. Right. Yeah. And, and that's the part where I'm almost like, are these movies too easy to make? Like, is it, is it too easy to take, uh, like the movies like, uh, miracle or, uh, what, what is the one, uh, uh, angel in the outfield angels in the outfield. Remember the Titans. Is that a real movie? Was yeah. that a real team? Rookie of the uh, year. I'm just, yeah. I'm just sticking to the baseball Hoos- team. Hoosiers. <laughs> uh, but, but taking these like popular sports stories, uh, building a, a big game moment where, you know, we see that in real life and it's already exciting, but then you add, you know, dramatic music and cinematography to it. And, you can just heighten that level of emotion. And then all of a sudden it like the film makes itself right. I mean, I don't, I don't want to poo poo on, on writers and directors that, that make these movies, but it is there value in telling these like deeper stories. I, I know there's a movie. Uh, what's, what's the, Oh shoot. Sitting behind me. I'll find it. Uh, is it, is it <laughs> angels in the outfield still? No, I, I have field Mi- of dreams. Miracle. Here. Is it miracle? The blind side, the blind, the blind side. side. Uh, my, my wife absolutely loved that movie. Uh, and it wasn't so much about the sports in the movie. It was about the people and sort of this rise for through coming out of, uh, you know, a, a tough time and then eventually making it to where he's playing for the uh, pro team. Um, and I mean, that's, that's a cool story to follow, but it, it takes a sport like football where you have so many different people on the team and so many different, uh, they're all wearing the same uniform. It's hard to pick an individual out, but then taking someone and being like, let's tell this individual story about a person and what they went through, uh, as a, in a, in a larger part. Yeah. I, th- uh, I, I think, I think it's interesting for some of those for like the blind side, right? Because so blind side, it's focusing on one individual in this entire team. Okay. But, but football is a team sport. Like you can have a really good running back, but if the offensive line is just just completely terrible, then would that would that running back's story be be one of these inspirational movies, right? Right. Yeah. Like, would he ever have that opportunity to have a movie made about him? Um, so I think I think football is a, is a team sport. That's why we have remember the Titans, uh, or we have we have um, what's that Friday Night Lights? You know? We, yeah, yeah. We have these any these, given any given Sunday. Yeah, we have these team stories. Uh, what? I I th- I think I think movies like Rocky. We'll throw Rocky in there. Huge okay. Rocky, huge yeah. Rocky fan. Like that is, you know, he has a team of people around him that are motivating him, Adrian, uh, Mickey. But in the end, like it's all about his perseverance and his overcoming that adversity, right? It's it's him fighting against himself and him growing from that. Uh I and I think that to me is is a more interesting story overall. A little bit more motivational cuz because it's comes from within it's not this this team aspect. Can I can I put you on the spot here? Yeah. I don't I don't have an answer for this question either. Uh-huh. Can you think of any films that really end with the stars or I mean I guess I guess Rocky is is one of them, but where it's it doesn't end in that victory, you know, like the big game that that closes out the third act or whatever. Uh they don't win and they kind of it deals with that crushing defeat that we were talking about in the article. Yeah, I mean, Bad News Bears wasn't it? Didn't they lose the game at the end of Bad News Bears? They might have. Um, I, I can't recall. I think I think uh, there's a baseball movie with Robert Redford. I 
what is it? Is it the rookie? They might, yeah. Um, where, you know, he, I think they, I haven't seen it, but, you know, he gets to the, the big game, whatever, at the at the end, and, the, I mean, they, they lose. He hits the yeah. ball, and then he actually, they they lose, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I I think, I don't, I can't think of any other movies that explore that, the, the after effects, but I, I think that's a really important thing to do, right? Because, because life is full of these these moments where we say, "Ah, shit, we didn't, <laughs> we didn't, we didn't win. We, we didn't have what it takes. Uh, yeah, we, we it, it, the the chips didn't fall and, and, uh, for us. Yeah. And how are you going to come back next season and say, like, okay, no, we we lost at the tail end. How do we maintain our our hope and our drive to succeed? Do we do we let that loss stop us from trying harder, or does that does that drive us as a team to yeah to and i hate to, i hate to use like the coach's terms character building and things like that but uh i think that there is something valuable in those those defeats in in the loss uh that really shows the character of individuals it shows you know how they can develop and and overcome you know even even if it is an inconsequential uh thing like losing a, a sporting match uh it's <laughs> It's interesting, and I think it's good for films to to kind of go that direction occasionally and show, hey, you know, let's let's build these people up and let's show who they are as individuals, and then not just show their celebration at the end when they when they reach that that championship, but let's show what happens if maybe they get that far and then fail, and then how they kind of overcome that or how yeah. they deal with that loss, uh, because that's that's a true part of life. I mean, we've got millions of people in Chicago this week celebrating the the win for for the Cubs but there's there's quite a few people in Cleveland that are pretty upset this week yeah uh, after going three and one in a series and then losing in the 10th inning after a rain delay right yeah. so you know but they have they have the Cavs and the Cleveland Cavaliers they're they haven't lost a game yet I don't think yeah, so th- they, they can get over it they can deal with it do, do you do you think that um sports movies based off of real life events are better than this like this fairy tale sports film like i i keep going back back to bad news bears like bad news bears inspirational where it's like contrived by a writer and is like just making up the outcome as opposed to like films like miracle where it is based on an actual event the things i like about miracle or or some of those films is they add additional context to the story and and let you know more about the individuals that are participating in an event and sort of what they're dealing with so that when you see the results of a game and what happened or you know sort of what they overcame to get to that point it 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 makes it even more uh inspirational or interesting so yeah you could go back and just watch a broadcast of you know the games in the olympics for for those those hockey games yeah. and see what happens but these films kind of take that story and add additional content so that you can you get a you get a better feel for exactly what was going on at the time and th- um, and that's exactly why i liked cool runnings yeah exactly it was it was true to the characters it was ja- true to Jama- the story jamaica's got a bobsled team <laughs> and and john candy's the one running the show yes so. uh rest in peace john candy yeah I, I, I do think there are times where you can tell an interesting story that's based 
around sports. Uh, you know, we, we reviewed Sandlot on the show a while back and, um, that that's not even about pro sports. It's about kids that just had a common bond over baseball and then just sort of a coming of age tale that, that went through that. But, um, sports I think are just part of our culture and it's not just, you know, American culture, but it's, it's culture throughout the world. And, you know, whether it's soccer in Europe or well, pretty much anywhere that's not the United States <laughs> <laughs> or, or, you know, there's some weird offshoot sports that happen in places that, you know, we don't really follow, but for, for countries, that's, that is what they're into. And I think sports really just gives us a chance to relate to other people, to kind of find a common ground over something that isn't politics. It isn't, you know, uh, beliefs and you know bigger more important things it's like hey i like i like this sports team you like that sports team we're rivals or we're best friends just because of the team that we like and um i don't know i enjoy that i like it i like the the friendly uh camaraderie and ribbing that you can have with people when your team does well and the others doesn't do so well you 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 bring up a, a good a good talking point we don't have to go too far into it right but it's the difference, like, uh, I have a bunch of coworkers who are Patriots fans, right? And I'm a Dolphins fan. So we naturally, playfully hate each other, right? Sure, absolutely. Or, or we're like, oh, God, you you Pats fans filling up all the bars all the time. Get the F out, <laughs> right? Uh, but, and, and so you can have, it's easier to have that relationship because it's not, there's there's no... Uh, like difference of values necessarily because of your, your, your teams. But it's a little bit harder. I've found just with politics where like, you know, I I'm friends with, with folks who are on the, the opposite political spectrum as me, but we really have to toe that line and make sure we don't talk about those things because, because we just do not agree. It, there are fundamental like, parts of your personality that may drive you politically and when you start to have those arguments as as we have this conversation on an episode that comes out on election day (laughs) might i add yeah Uh, (laughs) but yeah you can have a political argument that will very quickly become very personal and very much about your morals and beliefs and things like that uh sports sports arguments can get heated but there's no rational reason why they should yeah. You know, like usually some sort of alcohol is involved and and probably <laughs> people in large groups. But otherwise, you know, let's just have friendly competition and, and not uh not get too heated yeah. about something. And maybe and maybe a stabbing at Dodger Stadium. Who knows? Hey. I don't wanna I don't wanna I don't wanna <laughs> I don't wanna bring that in here. Uh two quick things I wanna get to before we wrap this up. Uh one, do you do you know people that are anti sport, so to speak? Do you <laughs> know people that are just like uh, hate sports and and do you think there's a a reason why people should or shouldn't is it does it matter um i i don't i don't i don't know if i know anybody off the top of my head who is anti i'm not i'm not asking you to call them out on the show anti just, uh, <laughs> anti-sport maybe i do more mostly i find people who are anti i mean they're not anti there's like apathetic about it. they're apathetic sure. enthusiasts about it <laughs> There's like, eh, okay, you guys like sports. I just get annoyed at you posting stuff on Twitter or Facebook all the time. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, who Not cares about the Cobbs? Um, yeah. th- those are those. I think those are the only people I can think of about it. Uh, but I, I, I don't know why anybody would be anti-sport. 
um, um, just, I mean, unless they're just being difficult about it, right? Like, especially for like, if there's a geek or a nerd, um, somebody who likes playing like D and D or wow or Minecraft, these, these types of people represent uh, looking at each other on Skype right now, <laughs> you, you know, they, they are in a group of people who enjoy something and, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, that might've been frowned upon by mainstream culture. Like, ah, you guys are, you guys are playing video games. You guys are being nerds, ugh, whatever. So for, for somebody in that realm to then change it up and say, oh, you guys sports, you guys are in that group, ugh, looking down on it. I, you know, it's, they're, they're being hypocrites if about it. I, yeah, I could see that. And, and that brings me to my next question, which is, uh, Esports has sort of seen a rise in the last, I don't know, five, ten years, uh, to where now you have huge competitions. Uh, you attended an event, yeah. I believe, uh, a, a championship for, for League of Legends, right? Le- League of Legends World Championship, uh, 2014. <laughs> uh, but now, I mean, you get ESPN is doing regular coverage of esports events. Uh, there are all... Uh, Overwatch just came out that they're doing a dedicated league for Overwatch, uh, League of Legends. All the all the MOBA games are really popular. So this is not something that's going away, and they're finding sponsorships for these teams, and the the prize money is legit, and it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about esports? I honestly, as a person that loves video games and loves sports in general, it feels like a perfect fit for me. But I haven't really gotten into esports at all. What what is your take on it? Well, well, I have to ask you: Is it because you haven't actually watched esports? That that's part of it. Yeah, I, it's it's not something I've I've sought out personally. Mm-hmm. So I think if and I think this coverage and and the things that uh, like ESPN is doing where they're trying to feature it a little bit more, uh, maybe that'll help. Uh, I just for starters, I don't play League of Legends. I don't play a lot of those. Uh, those types of games that which are most prominent. Uh, Minecraft doesn't have that much of a competitive aspect <laughs> to it. So, um, but you know, I've been playing Overwatch like crazy, and I have a feeling I will try to check out the Overwatch stuff going on. I did just watch uh, BlizzCon's going on right now, mm-hmm. so I watched the Hearthstone Championship because I, I enjoyed playing Hearthstone for a while. Uh, and yeah, I I could see myself watching it a little bit more, but. It just hasn't been something I've really followed too closely. Though. Yeah, e- e- esports is is it to me is really fun to watch, right? Like when I was in Seoul and I was at the the LOL World Championship, like this this the stadium where it was at a stadium, it was it was packed and everyone's watching these these huge screens. The 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 five players on each team uh, were up on front of the stage and like they introduced them and like the the fireworks are coming out. Is they're like oh. Yeah, ooh, you know they're like coming out, <laughs> bah, 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 bah. and they're like they're 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 rock stars, right? And then they start playing, and before they start playing in, in LOL, they uh, they show like the character select screen, right? Yeah, and the 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 teams are like teasing some of the the characters that they want to play, and so like, uh, oh, it's Teemo! Oh, he's picking Teemo! Woo! And then he switches his character, and like, oh no, he's not. Uh, he's just messing with us, <laughs> oh. right? Uh, JK, LOL. And, and then the game actually starts and, you know, they're, they're making these moves and there's some really, really cool stuff that they're doing. Really talented stuff that if you've ever played the game, you know, like, 
holy crap, I don't know how he just did that. It's it's just like in sports, real sports. Yeah, yeah. Like people do stuff in real sports that they've they've practiced and they've learned how to do just through repeti- repetition and maybe in uh, inherent talent. Um, and you watch it and you say, holy crap, how did how did KD do that? How did he? Sc- yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's how some of these players are in, in esports. And I think that's the one thing that is lost on some folks. Obviously, there's an in, uh, inherent athleticism involved in most major sports, um, but there are some pretty pudgy guys playing in that World Series. I'm just going to be honest. So <laughs> not every not everybody is a rock star athletically, um, but they're really good at swinging a bat or you know catching a ball or or pitching. So they are good at those aspects of. Uh, the sport and when you get into esports yeah a lot of them are skinny kids and they're not traditionally what we would think of as a pro athlete but they've put in a lot of time with these games they have learned things and how to do things really well to give them that competitive edge Uh, and i think when people start to understand that and understand the games a little bit more so that then they can see they can they can better respect the talent that goes into that and sort of you know I I, I watch Steph Curry shoot threes all day mm-hmm. I I've shot a three pointer I know that's not an easy thing to do and when you watch basketball for a long time you can see the standout players who are performing really well that clearly they are more talented at certain things yeah uh, you have I think you have to have a better understanding of those esports games to know. And recognize when somebody does something that's truly impressive. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I also think there's there's this this aspect. Uh, I was I mentioned it before. I was talking to a doctor for S4YA, and she teaches American literature and and she uses like pop culture in order to uh, on sci-fi horror films to to talk about these like social issues, right? But there's a there's a barrier that some of these younger students have because all the things she uses are, are in black and white. So there's, because they like, they, they see this black and white, they, they're hesitant to, to want to learn about it. Right. And so sure. I think there's a similar aspect going on with esports in that, Oh, these guys are playing a video game and there are all these cartoony characters. And uh, this, there's a little rat guy running around or there's a, there's a gigantic monster running around. And there's there's a barrier there because they think ah well this is just this is just a, a kid's game right this yeah there's yeah. nothing there's nothing it's, I can get it's from not this. serious it's not as serious as guys in shoulder pads <laughs> and, and matching outfits running around and throwing a, a ball to each other exactly exactly like a man's game so anyway <laughs> let's let's not let's not get into uh, you know uh, male chauvinism and things like that. <laughs> uh, any, 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 any last things you want to hit on in our, uh, first and maybe last, uh, episode <laughs> ever, ever dedicated to sports in general? No, I, I just think that, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think there's any risk to, to real sports. I think there's, there's that, there might be a thought that, uh, maybe a hesitant to embrace the esports where they're like, Look, oh, they're gonna get rid of football. I don't even know if that's a fear any anywhere, but yeah, the, the real issue uh, and the the reason I was I was interested in bringing that up is you you, you look at like 
basketball or um, I'm sorry, football right now. And with concussions and injuries and things like that, there are a lot of people that don't want their kids playing football because of head trauma and, and, and the actual risk of injury. Uh, and, and that goes throughout other sports too. Basketball has, has its own problems. Um, baseball it's, I think, I think baseball just is losing popularity for, for different reasons. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think that we're at risk of losing sports in general. Uh, but there are risks for certain games and their popularity, uh, and maybe them being eclipsed by other sports or other things that are safer, but also just as exciting. Yeah. We're just, we're just going to move from real football, baseball, basketball, soccer, and we're just going to go to EA sports. (laughs) It's in the game. It's in not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. EA Sport. Uh, <laughs> and so and so You're just gonna watch people play Madden every Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just sim just simulate Madden. Yeah. That's all I need. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so long as I still get fantasy points, that's all that matters. Exactly exactly right. Uh all right. Well, I, I like sports. I don't care who knows. Uh and and I think you do too. Um that's that's our take on this stuff. What what do you guys think, the listeners at at home? Uh, I know Bob Carroll. I'm sure we'll have plenty to say on this on this episode. Yeah. Uh, but we would love to hear your thoughts on sports. What do you guys think about sports uh, games? Sports games, the sports ball games. Do you uh, do you think there is an intrinsic benefit to having your team lose in the big game? Uh, do you have any teams that you love to follow? Are you big on esports? What's your favorite? sports movie we'd love to hear all of your input on this and much more you can leave us a comment over at apatheticenthusiasm.com over at facebook.com slash apathetic enthusiasm show or hit us up on twitter at apathusiast uh we would love to continue to have this conversation and you can argue with us about our personal sports preferences um yeah and if you like this show if you're enjoying it please go head over to itunes or whatever platform you're listening on give us a five-star review it'd be very nice and uh share it with a friend let let share the share the good news of apathetic enthusiasm with the people around you uh all right that's that's it for this week brandon any any last notes no i just want to say thank you to all of our listeners for Uh, listening (laughs) and subscribing and passing the word yeah this, this this episode does come out on election day so hopefully uh, after the results are in, the world will continue to spin. That's right. And our country will continue on and we'll have an episode for you next week. Uh, if you saw Dr. Strange and you want to hear our thoughts on Dr. Strange, head over to the website or over to our YouTube channel. We did a, a video review of that movie. So uh, be sure to check that out also. Yeah. Hey, hey, good luck to America. Uh, don't blame me. I voted for Kodos. <laughs> All right, guys. Until next week, I'm Travis. And I'm Brandon. And we'll see you next time. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. 
everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real Traveler Reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.